When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. England on the attack. Here we go. There's a through pass now to Bellingham. He's inside the 18-yard box. Squares inside. Oh, and the finish is right there like from Jordan Henderson. He's found oh. Foden to his left. Cuts it oh, back across. Harry. Here's Harry Kane. Harry. Takes a touch. Kane! Harry. Harry Kane. Right before halftime. England's counter-attack. England's captain, England 2-0 up. Again, picking up a lot of ball deep. Here goes Phil Foden, skips around one, plays across. Bukayo Saka. Saka, clips it in. Bukayo Saka. The two young stars combining. Phil Foden, Bukayo Saka, the next generation of English football, playing great English football right now. England won 3-0. I could almost hear the roaring from the United Kingdom. At the end of that full-time, uh, wonderful match, wonderful match. And joining us now to share his joy, I would imagine, he's a freelance writer from the UK, Jack Flintum. Jack, top of the world? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, there's almost a little bit of surprise with how comfortable it was in the end. Obviously, Senegal, I think there was a, there was a feeling of optimism in England, but I, I think we all thought it would be a bit of a trickier task than it was in the end. It's Senegal is sort of an unpredictable type of side, but mm. when when I look at the campaign for England so far, only led in two goals in four games at the World Cup. Is that is that staunch defence or insipid attack from their opponents so far? I, I think it, it, it's tricky to say. I think on paper before the tournament when um, it was announced that Maguire was going um, to the World Cup I think there was a almost an acceptance that he would start and, and due to him, his lack of games for United it, it felt as though that might be a weakness but what it's turned out to be is, is probably one of our biggest strengths I think the uh, the Shaw Maguire Stones and Walker back line that we saw this evening um it, it, it looks very comfortable. They look comfortable playing with one another. And I think, yes, it's it's not been the trickiest task so far. But I think um, I think defensively, we were a lot better than what I, I think any England fan thought we were going to be um, before the tournament started. Yeah, and at the other end, in the Senegal game, uh, Senegal had 10 shots, but only one on target. England had eight shots, four on target. Things to be building quite nicely once we get to the pointy end of the tournament. Yeah, I think if you look at the best sides and those that, that eventually go on to win the World Cup, you're looking at um, you're looking at, at teams that get better as, as the tournament progresses. I think for the USA stumble, I think it's it's we've seen them get better. I think the opening half an hour today. We did look, I wouldn't say nervy, but I think there was definitely room for improvement um, in, a, in a diplomatic way, putting it. But I think once we got the first goal um, through Anderson, it, it seemed 
like everything just sort of clicked into gear. And yeah, some of the football today, especially for the, the first and second goals, was, was brilliant. And it, it shows we're probably a threat, um, threat going through the tournament. One of the highlights for me has been um, the likes of Saka, Bellingham, Foden, all very young men. Um, they're, they're going brilliantly. I know it's it's quite a it, it's it's a luxury to have when you look at the sort of some of the teams in in the tournament, especially those that have, that have gone out, the likes of Belgium, um, to have such a young team that look comfortable at this level. Obviously, getting to the finals of the Euros um, last year has, has helped a, a massive deal for most of the squad um, who were able to play them. But the likes of Bellingham, he didn't really feature um, last year, but he's come in and he, he looks like he's been there all his life. To be just a teenager and, and looking so comfortable in that midfield is is huge sign of, of optimism for all of us. If it doesn't necessarily work out in Qatar, looking ahead, it, it, the future looks pretty promising. If he wasn't on the radar of EPL teams pre-World Cup, <laughs> he's definitely on the radar. Now, could you see a move with Jude Bellingham back into the EPL? It looks more likely than anything. I think with Bellingham, the move to Borussia Dortmund, he's been very careful with his career and it's been planned out pretty meticulously. Obviously, uh, Manchester United um, gave him a tour around Carrington before he moved to Borussia Dortmund and he opted at that time probably probably wisely to move to, um, move to Borussia Dortmund. So, his next move is going to be a, a carefully calculated one. I think, obviously, there's been reports he's good friends with Jordan Henderson in the camp and he's been sort of his big brother. So I, I'm sure Liverpool fans will be feeling that um, they're in a, in a good position. But obviously, City um, will be interested with the amount of um, the, the firepower they've got. And, and obviously, with Erling Haaland at the club and his connections to Jude as well, that could help swing things. I think if Manchester United as well, if they can um, establish themselves on Derek Ten Hag, you'd, you'd imagine they'd be interested. So it feels, I wouldn't say inevitable yet. I mean, he, there's, there's no release clause in his contract at, at Dortmund. So it, it's not inevitable that he'll, he'll move straight away. But I think eventually you would imagine him him being in the Premier League at some point in the future. France next. Does that scare you? Mm. Does that have you worried? <laughs> yes and, and no. I think, obviously, they're a very strong team fan, but I think they're possibly going to be the biggest test, even if we, were, we managed to get past them. I think they're a bigger test than a potential Spain or Portugal semi-final or even Argentina should we get to the final if, if you imagine that's how it's going to play out. I think they, they've definitely got strength. There's also areas that England can exploit and I think that we're in the best position possible to, to potentially cause a, cause an upset. And I, I do feel it, is, it would be an upset still. I think France are the team to be in this tournament and they as well as England, have been the ones that have been the least unsettled during during the tournament so far. So it should be a great game. I think there is um, 
room to be cautious about about facing the French, but I think also plenty plenty of optimism, especially going forward. Well, I'd like to congratulate you, Jack Flinton. Whenever I've spoken to a football correspondent about France, within the first six words they say Mbappe, and you didn't say it. <laughs> you didn't say it. <laughs> can can England slow him down? Because he's in sublime form. He he is, and I think he is probably one of the standout players. I think the big conversation, especially in England now, is about watching him go up against Carl Walker, and who's possibly one of the few fullbacks who could match him for pace. Um, but there, there was times today, I, I caught the second half of the game against Poland, and um, Matty Cash, uh, the Aston Villa fullback, he, he was able to, uh, on times, stop it. But I think you've, I think what you've got to do with Mbappe, you can't allow him, you've got to try and mark him out of the game, if, if at all possible. Because I think at times with Poland today, they, they seem to, just sit off him and if you do that I think you're only asking for trouble so if England can somehow find a plan and obviously I think Gareth is a much better place than me to to try and suggest the plan to stop one of the best players in the world right now but um, there's there's definitely there's definitely something there I think as I say this is probably our biggest test um, defensively so far and I think there would be a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a come down if on a, in our first test of the tournament, this is when we end up um, exiting because I think there's been a lot of optimism. We've we've surprised most of our own fans with how well we've played, and it'd just be a shame for us to um, to drop off just um, against them. If I were to tell you that uh, England France will be decided on penalties, how would you feel? <laughs> I mean, less nervous than if you'd have asked me in say 2017. Um, I think we've we've definitely got that sort of um, monkey off our backs, so to speak, um, having beaten Colombia on penalties. Um, I think there's there's a quite poetic sort of um, redemption story, especially for the likes of Saka and Rashford. Um, after what happened at the Euros, um, if we can avoid it, that'd be that'd be perfect for mine and, and plenty of others there. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a cliche, but it is quite a lottery. The penalty shootouts, and I think it's it wouldn't it wouldn't be my ideal <laughs> my ideal way. But I, I think yeah, why not? I mean, Pickford's got a, a, a pretty good record of saving penalties so you know it's yeah if we can avoid it though <laughs> that'd be that'd be for the best <laughs> two more questions for you uh jack flinnam out of the uk um the glazers is the first one are they going to sell mm-hmm. i would think now as it as it looks at this moment i think that is where they're headed i think it's got to the stage now and it has been for some time, especially since Sir Alex Ferguson left um, uh, left the club. Um, sentiment towards uh, the Glazers has has not been um, is has not been uh, not been good, and I think now is probably the time that they should um, move on and and look to bring someone with perhaps fresh ideas on board. They're obviously um, thinking about 
several different options for, for the club and bringing in um, potential investors. But I, I would imagine, especially seeing as they, they mentioned that as an option, I would imagine that's where they're, they're potentially going to be looking. And I think they, they probably will go ahead with with a sale. And the final one, no surprise, Ronaldo, uh, obviously widely reported about his departure, his motivation, um, his professionalism that didn't seem to exist, but he's gone. Where do you expect to see him pop up? Do, do any clubs spring to mind? It's it's difficult. I think sporting Lisbon, obviously, going back to where it all began, is um, a potential likely scenario. I think there, there, there's... It, at Sporting, there's a sentiment a lot like there was at United before he arrived that it would be brilliant to homecoming for him, and I think that would allow him to carry on playing in Europe, which I think, which I think at the end of the day he probably wants. Now, I think that's possibly his only option in in Europe. Beyond that, a move to the MLS. Possibly um, a move to Saudi Arabia that's been that's been um, talked about, and he he seems to confirm in the Piers Morgan interview that he was offered a substantial amount of money to play over there. So if he was, if it's not sport in Lisbon, I can't see him popping up at another European club. I don't think many of the top clubs around Europe. I mean, Bayern Munich have been talked about in the past. But I don't see him being a wise option for them just at his age and I think especially considering he, he barely played for United um, this season um, to get him up to speed on the wages he'd probably be demanding it seems unlikely they take that risk so um, if I was a betting man I would put my money on sporting in, uh, in Europe or a move to say Saudi Arabia or America does anyone still really rate him highly, aside from age and all that sort of thing, but does anyone really rate him highly as a footballer, apart from himself, of course? I, I think what we find with, with our readers, that there are a strong amount of fans of him, not necessarily of Manchester United, but of him. And I think that they'll they'll back into the hills and the, the very... So with their uh, with their favoritism towards him, I think for a player on the wages that he was on at Manchester United, I don't think he was potentially he he was he wasn't living up to the the wages that were that he was being given, and that he wasn't he, he was the right decision to to part ways and, and move on to pastures new. Um, but there's definitely a subsection of fans who do still rate him and um, would would love him at their club. I think when the first lot of stuff about Ronaldo wanting to leave, um, a lot of Real Madrid fans even were calling for him to, to to come back there. Now that ended up going nowhere. I, I don't think the Real Madrid board had wanted him back either. But there's there's definitely plenty of fans who still see him as as the Ronaldo of old. Mm. Right, lastly, lucky, lucky last, we'll go back to England, <laughs> France. What is your score <laughs> prediction? And I'll let you say it in regulation because I don't want to put you through the pain of anything past 90. <laughs> <laughs> I would say 
if do I dare I have a cop out here and and, and say I, I I would go for after ninety minutes I think it'll be level and I think it'll there'll be it'll be a score draw maybe one one two two I think that'll be one of the first games to go to um, to extra time and dare I say penalties because I, I I can't really split them. Mm. <laughs> at this present time, to be honest. Mm. No, that's fair. That's fair, and that's the beauty <laughs> of the World Cup. Hey, Jack, uh, thanks for talking, talking to us late in the night for you. I really appreciate your time, and um, go the three lines. It's coming home. Yes, definitely. Thank you very much.